Business, the blog and podcast for game changers and innovators in the construction industry. Hello and welcome to episode 75 of the AEC Business Podcast. I'm Arni Heiskanen. This recording was originally released at recotech.fi on October 16, 2018. My guest on the line is Duke Long, commercial real estate broker and owner of the Duke Long Agency. He's also an avid podcaster and blogger. It's great to have you on the podcast. Well, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate it. I've done quite a few podcasts, but usually it's, I'm on the other side doing the interviews, so this yeah. is kind of fun. I know the feeling, yes. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm also a podcaster. But, um, well, uh, I, I'm sure that people in the PropTech uh, uh, scene know your name, but for those who are not so familiar, what do you do and what is your business environment like today? Um, yes, I am, you know, in the United States, I'm a broker by trade and I have been for many, many years. Uh, but along with that, because of my interest in, in technology and some of those things earlier in my career, I kind of started getting more and more into what the technology was and some of the companies that were coming up and starting at the time, some like VTS, which some people may know, or Comstack or Honest Buildings or some of those. So I kind of got started getting involved in that and then started going out raising money to invest in some companies. And it's just kind of grown and built from there. And also during that period of time, I've had my own website and uh, I've been posting just about twice a week for almost a decade about technology and commercial real estate, which, again, is what some people know me for. So I'm also out, though, at the same time right now out looking for more companies and probably doing it on a, a larger scale than some of the, the VC people are doing. So that's kind of where I'm at and what I'm doing. Okay. So um, we, we are, whenever we're talking about real estate and construction nowadays, we are hearing that it's, these are industries that are ripe for disruption. Um, but what are your thoughts on this statement? Well, everyone uses that term disruption and, uh, everyone has opinions about the, what what disruption is or not. But having said that, uh, the construction part of what real estate is, I think, is is an unbelievable uh, opportunity, especially in the next 10, 12, 15 years. Maybe it's disruption. Maybe it's improvement. Maybe it's efficiencies and all those kinds of things. But uh, I think it's about 65 or 70 percent of what commercial real estate is. And it's a humongous opportunity, again, because – there are so many different parts and pieces of it that can be transformed, I think, for the better with technology. And, and a quick example would be BIM, building information modeling, the efficiencies and the things that can be gained from just that basic technology and platform could be amazing. So I think there's there's nothing but positives and, and possibilities for, from a construction standpoint, in my opinion. All right. You already mentioned BIM, but where do you see the biggest potential uh, to shake things up in this industry. Uh, I mean, there are point solutions, solutions to a simple, a very limited pro uh, problem, or you can also think about diff uh, creating new platforms and business models and altogether. Um, are, are these the kind of things that we should do? Yeah, um, I, I would say that, first of all, it, again, it's such a humongous area to kind of talk about, but let me narrow it down to one simple example where you have something like uh, property management or construction management and work orders and uh, the bidding and all those different types of things, which sounds like it would be somewhat of a simple process, but it's not. 
and it's not as efficient as it could be. So I think some of these, as you, as you mentioned, these point solutions are, are what's needed right now because you got to fix some of these individual problems. And some of these companies that are out there, that's how they can get their foot in and start creating something. Down the road, are there going to be just humongous single-only platforms? I'm not so sure about that, but obviously some of these companies at a certain point are, how can they scale and get out there? They're going to have to start partnering with or become parts of platforms, so I think that will probably happen. From a business model standpoint, um, I don't think there are any rules. What are business models? Uh, there's you know, certain ways of, let's say there's two or three ways of doing it. You go out and you create a product and you get customers and you just grow off of revenue and you stay small and you do your thing, that's great. Or you go the VC route where you go out and raise a ton of money uh, and go through all their metrics and try to grow that way and scale that way. Or you go out and partner up with some, you know, established, you know, well-established uh, either construction company or AEC company or something like that and let them help you grow and build. So there's those are the three different models I have. If there's other models, that'd be great. So I don't I don't know if there's any kind of defined Need, uh, well, I say defined need. There's just there are no rules. So what 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 are there going to be? What's going to come? I, I'm kind of open minded to that. I think it'd be kind of interesting to see if there's something else that comes along. Yeah, very good. So no no rules. <laughs> well, yeah, welcome. That's kind of how I think about things. They're just kind of guidelines, you know, kind of like the speed limit. It's kind of a suggestion to me, you know. Maybe not really a rule, or maybe it is a law, but it's a suggestion usually. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that you have all also met with me several startups uh, that are interested in in our industry. But if you're a startup and you have a great technology or or some other way to solve the industry, some of the industry's uh, problems, but you're not inside the industry, you, you don't know the uh, lingo, so to speak. What what should you do? Um, and I've seen two or three different sides of this. Uh, some of the companies that come in that are really smart, they've got great engineers, they've got you know great entrepreneurs that run the companies, but just got to be honest about it. You've got to have somebody within the industry who do does understand that. And I've jokingly said, if you're going to hire somebody, hire somebody who's the son or the daughter of your customer or someone who's been in that business. I jokingly say that, but uh, you've got to have that industry knowledge. And some of the best companies I have seen are some of these people who come out of that who've been in the business eight or 10 years and say, look, this is a problem that needs to be solved. And then they go kind of the opposite way and go find those people to help them build it. So if you don't have those industry connections, you're going to have to get them. They're, the, they're going to be the ones that have the contacts to the customers, uh, to the pipelines of all the different uh, problems and solutions that are out there. So that I've seen it both ways. I think the stronger way is to kind of come out of the business already, though. All right. Yeah. Another uh, let's say, kind of new player in this industry are tech investors and, and big tech companies who have discovered the built environment suddenly. How do you see their impact on the future of, of prop tech? Well, I, I happen to think it's a positive, um, again, because, because I'm going to call it a legacy thing or whatever. There are some big tech investors who have now looked in and said, look, this industry is multi-trillion dollar industry. There are so many things that could be not so much fixed, but improved or enhanced. And there's a lot of value there. Everyone needs to live somewhere. Everyone needs to work. So they don't need to work, but they may work somewhere, you know, public places, public buildings and those kinds of things. 
and um, you know sustainability in the cities and all those different types of things. So that there's a huge opportunity for those tech investors. I also think it's a positive thing, again, because it creates scale. And you, you can have a great product, but if you've only got 10 customers and they're not paying you a lot, well, then how are you going to get out there and get that product out and, and develop it beyond? So I think some of those things are very positive. And I've said this a couple of times. You've got what happens when all these people with all the buildings and all the money start to show up. And I think that's what's starting to happen. And I think it's a very positive thing. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, as, as, yeah. Did you have something uh, to add? No, it just I, I I've been talking again for almost a decade. I've been talking about this, where all of a sudden there were certain companies that were starting to get a little bit of this, a little bit of money, a little bit of interest, a little bit of traction, and now you literally have billions of dollars that are coming into the the industry. I think. I read somewhere, and please look it up, where like this month, the investment in a prop tech was $2.7 billion for the month. That's a lot of money. <laughs> Something's going to be solved. Something's going to happen with that. Yeah. Well, as, you, as we talked earlier, you're, you are an avid podcaster and one of the originators of the prop tech challenge. Uh, can you say a few words about these activities? Well, quickly with the podcasting thing, um, I was just encouraged uh, from a few friends to, you know, just look at it as another possible avenue of getting content out there. But what it's really turned into is my way of showcasing or featuring products and people, which is great because it's not anything else that I'm doing where I'm able to have someone get up there and talk about parking or talk about investment trust or talk about certain technology or building management systems. So there's no there's no subject along those lines that I won't go into. So it, it's helped me in that way. And to seg into the PropTech Challenge thing, I was asked to be a judge for the Rebney PropTech Challenge last year. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they did it, uh, you know, in a location right down by uh, Grand Central here in New York. And there were some limitations that we sat there and talked about. And the guy who originated the idea was Sandy uh, Jackalow from Silverstein Properties. And we were just sitting at a table, and he's like, well, if we did this, if we did this, if we did that, I said, well, why does it need to be just in a location? Why can't it be virtual? Why can't we use the entire world? And he took that and ran with it. Um, and now it's a thing where anybody in the in the world can submit their stuff into the PropTech Challenge. They have certain segments, and please go to the website and look. It's a fantastic website. And you here, here's the key to this. They're going to bring you into New York. You're going to get access to all the people in New York. And what I love about this is they're not taking a percentage out of the companies. If they're going to invest, somebody's going to invest, fine. It's not like they're trying to, you've got to have 6% of this. You've got to be at our location for six months and none of that. So I kind of like that fact. If you're in Finland, if you're in Israel, if you're in China, wherever you're at, do your thing. But we will bring you to New York and put you up and, and hopefully you'll get some access to some amazing Uh, people who understand the tech and want to use that tech here in New York. Well, sounds awesome. <laughs> But where, where can we find your podcast? Uh, my podcast is on my site at DukeLong at uh, DukeLong.com. You know, DukeLong.com, my name.com. And I just got a tab up there for the podcast. Uh, I do one a week. Uh, I do them ahead of time and I just pop them up every Tuesday and I have a few lined up, but I don't really have any, again, any defined Uh, criteria that I go by other than it's commercial real estate and technology and they're interesting. That's yeah. all. That's <laughs> the only criteria. Very good. Um, 
By the way, you're going to be hosting a fireside chat at Recotech, uh, which is an official slush side event here in Helsinki in, in December. Um, what do you want to chat about? Or is that still an open question? Well, it, it's a little open. And uh, that's a great question because I was literally sitting here working on it a little bit. I think, you know, there there are... There are some perceived things that that go on because of geography uh, or have been. Um, when I say geography, certain startups, because they're in America, can do X or because it's in in Europe of X or whatever. I think there's a little bit of a contrast, and this is my opinion, and I might go down this path, where I think in America and the United States, we're known for really good ideas and raising a lot of money because we can, um, which is nice. But I also think, let's say in Europe, continental Europe, they're known for really doing uh, enterprise-oriented business, partnering up really well, and building those companies that way. And that's what we need to do over here in the United States, actually. And ironically, anybody I talk about in Europe is like, look, we need to raise money and da-da-da. You know, so it's a, there's kind of a, a contrast there. I maybe want to talk about that a little bit. And I also want to kind of – I'm going over there to find out where things are going and, and how things are growing and developing because there's so many fascinating ideas out there. There's so many – really, um, you know, city-oriented, sustainability-oriented, growth-oriented that I want to find out about. So I think I'm going to go down that path, but I'm not sure yet. So that's a really good question. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you here in Helsinki, and I thank you very much for this chance to chat with you, and all the best to your podcast and, and your work. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. 